everyone, welcome back to Young and Wifed Up. This is Marcella. And I'm Gabby. And thanks for joining us this week for another episode. If you want to check out any of our past episodes, head to youngandwifedup.com and you can also join our Facebook group also at Young and Wifed Up. Wifed Up. <laughs> wifed Up. Also, if you would like to support us, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com. Just head to our website and click the coffee cup to send your support. Also, shop with our sponsors, which currently include Imperfect Foods, Covenant Eyes, and Earth Hero. You can also leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen. And also share with your family and friends. And also, thank you so much for 6,000 downloads. Yay! We're so happy and we're very We're very blessed by um, the audience of listeners that we've grown over... The Two past years? couple of years, yeah. yeah, and now we have currently hit 6,000 downloads, which is really cool. Yeah, it may not seem a lot to, to people that have really large followings, but we started from scratch and without mm-hmm. having any following at all and just yeah. sharing with friends and family, and now we have broken our reach and we get to talk to all kinds of amazing women mm-hmm. all the time, and we're just so blessed. So thank you so much for your support and continuing listening to our podcast. Um, another thing that we're excited to announce is that we are having a giveaway for the month of February. So if you would like to win a $20 gift card to Target, y'all know you want that Target gift card. I want that Target gift card. (laughs) All you have to do is head to our new YouTube channel, Young and Wifed Up. The link is on our website and you subscribe to the channel in order to get an entry. And for additional entries, you can comment on any episodes from January and February. Each comment will give you an additional entry. So say our first episode back, you comment on that one, and then you comment on every single um, episode until the end of February. That will give you an additional entry, which means you'll have more chances to win. So share that with your family and friends, get that Target gift card, and the winner will be announced the first episode of March. So keep an eye out for that. Also, today is going to be a little bit different. We're going to be switching over to a Zoom call that we had with a good friend, Shannon, and she's also the admin of our Facebook group. So thank you, Shannon, for all the work that you do. We just recorded the episode and we're super excited to share it with you. She has so much insight and wisdom to share with us on how we can um, be in tune with our bodies as females. And it's just a really exciting episode. So we hope you guys enjoy. I don't know about you, but I'm always on the hunt for a convenient shopping experience. However, too much of the stuff we buy today is made without any thought of how it will affect our families and the world tomorrow. What if there was an all-around better way to shop, with the convenience that we all want and the confidence that everything is made, packaged, and shipped sustainably? Earth Hero is exactly that. Earth Hero is a one-stop shop for all your sustainable and eco-friendly products. They have so many products ranging from beauty supplies, cleaning products, homeware, clothing, baby essentials, and so much more. Join us today on our sustainable journey by using promo code YOUNGANDWIFEDUP for 10% off your entire purchase. Make sure to click the Earth Hero link on our website at youngandwifedup.com to start shopping today. Marcella, guess what? What? Last night, I made our dinner entirely out of incredible food that could have been thrown out as waste and headed to the landfill. No way. How? Imperfect Foods. Imperfect Foods is a weekly grocery delivery service on a mission to build a better, less wasteful food system. 
They offer a full lineup of sustainable, affordable groceries that make the weekly tour of grocery shopping an effortless and delightful experience. Imperfect Foods partners with food suppliers, farmers, and small businesses to ensure that delicious food goes into our pantries and instead of the landfill. I feel like you started that sentence really weird. I did. Anyway, you guys have got to try it. Get $20 off your first Imperfect Foods delivery by using our link at youngandwifedup.com. Get it. Okay, guys, it's Gabby and Marcella, and we're here with our friend Shannon. And if you have seen Shannon's name before, it's because you are in our Facebook group where Shannon is an admin for us, and she's also a very close friend. So hi, Shannon. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you for having me. Of course. So before we get into the crazy topic today, we have some personal questions. (laughs) Okay. That sounds bad. Very, very personal. They're very personal. <laughs> My first question is, who are you? What is your vocation? What do you do with your days? Um, I am a housewife and I home educate our children. That's awesome. And how long have you and your husband been married? Uh, it'll be five years in June. Wow. That's crazy. So you guys got married, I think, a year before we did because we got married in 2018. Yeah. Uh, so it'd be July? This, yeah, it'd be 2017. That's what Judd and I got married to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whoa. You're going to be married for five years. That is crazy. What month? <laughs> um, April. Wow. More than, okay. I'm June. So. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We wow, beat you cool. by a few months. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and she's the youngest among us. <laughs> so shannon um you are coming from a place of experience today with our topic um you have many children (laughs) yes how many children do you have so i am 18 weeks pregnant with our fifth child that's awesome and how old is your oldest currently so declan is six and he will likely turn seven right before this baby's born. Wow. That's awesome. Well, praise God for all of his blessings in your family. And I just know that in my friendship with you, I have greatly benefited from your perspectives on women's health and reproduction and God's plan for the family. And you and I, um, are, we run a Facebook group for women that are trying to conceive. Um, And it's just been really fun to be able to bounce off a lot of information and research with you. And you're usually the person that I'm contacting when I have um, issues with my with my health and needing some advice. And you're just a wealth of knowledge, not because you're a professional in the field of reproduction, but because you are passionate about it. So we're really excited to have you on today. And again, the purpose of our podcast in general um, to any listeners out there is that we are peers um, spurring each other on in the Lord, in our Christian life and um, womanhood and being wives and mothers. And so we are not coming from a place of authority. Like we know everything about these subjects, but we know um, things from experience and we like to share ideas with each other and encourage one another. And so that's where we are coming from today. So should we just jump right in? We need Marcella? to jump right in. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> natural fl- flammable. <laughs> 
Natural family planning. <laughs> okay. What is natural family pl- planning? I can't talk today. Say that five times What is fast. natural family planning? Shannon, go. Okay. So, um, yeah, Gabby, like you said, I have absolutely no higher education in fertility. I have used natural family planning for four out of our five uh, children. And so I've been just studying the method over the last almost five years, pretty much, I think it was like a month after we got married. And, you know, I was like, I'm not pregnant. You know, I had, I had no background. (laughs) I wasn't taught anything really Mm. at all. Um, And so, yeah, when I wasn't pregnant after a month of just like winging it, (laughs) I started (laughs) researching all of, um, all of this. And I just think that it's really, um, I mean, it's really beautiful that God made our bodies as women to follow patterns that can be tracked. Mm -hmm. Um, and so natural family planning as a definition, um, I got this from the fertility awareness center they say that it's using the fertility awareness method, which is sometimes called FAM, um, within Christian or Catholic context for heterosexual married couples. And FP calls for abstinence on fertile days if you are preventing, um, whereas in FAM, you can use whatever you want. They FAM, you can use condoms, you can have your tubes tied. I mean, they, whatever's the limit. Whereas natural family planning apparently has a connotation of being from a, um, I'll say religious, I guess, um, view of, you know, a man and a woman being married mm-hmm. and, you know, um, being fruitful in their marriage with children. Okay. Um, so that, I didn't know there was a distinction. I have always called it the FAM method just because of what um, the, it's what you're using. The method is the FAM method. And I guess natural family planning kind of goes over that as this overarching view of this this is the Christian way with Mm -hmm. a man and a woman, which is everything that the three of us support and believe is the only is the only true family right so um so yeah that's pretty much a without getting into the details of what it entails that's pretty much the overarching so yeah the fertility awareness method um is something that we can teach young women when they're in high school and young adolescents, correct? Yes. Um, but we would practice natural family planning when a woman is married. Yes. Yeah, right. because there are benefits to knowing our bodies that mm-hmm. don't have to do with conceiving or not conceiving children. Absolutely. It's just yeah. general knowledge. I mean, if I had known any of this, even just a tiny bit of it, I wouldn't have been surprised when I wasn't pregnant a month yeah. after crying. You know what I mean? Because I would have known. I honestly thought you could get pregnant literally at any time. 
<laughs> right. I mean, and that's a that's a huge misconception yeah, that like yeah. you can get pregnant at any time and so you either need to be on the pill or or use other types of contraceptives mm-hmm. at all times and there's no other way because you're at risk at getting pregnant whenever. And so you yeah. need to be on guard constantly. That's definitely what I took away from my public education. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this is something that I think every Christian woman should know. And I mean, I know it's my intentions when I have um, girls, Lord willing, if I have girls that I would teach them about their reproductive system and use fam to help them learn about their bodies. Because it's it's no longer a mystery. Everybody says like, oh, it's such a mystery what the female body and I'm like, yeah. it's not really God made it like very intentionally. Mm-hmm. And when we have this mystery hanging over us, then it's just kind of the unknown. And then it's up to other people to kind of tell us what those things mean. Mm-hmm. And so we're either demonizing the the female cycle because it's a burden to us, mm-hmm. or we need to, or, or, or it's completely the other side of the coin where we have sexual liberation and sexual freedom where we are, we're not using God's standards um, in how we view the body and how we view fertility in general. So awesome. I'm really excited to talk about the, the nitty gritty in here. So before we get into how the method works, there's a couple questions that we have for you. The first one is, how can natural family planning benefit a married couple? How can that benefit them? So a step back from that, I would say, um, even along the lines of, like you said, like teaching young girls, um, there are parts of natural family planning, um, attempting to be specific that can cue you into signs that there is dysfunction in your body. Yeah. Having an irregular cycle points to disorder. Even if it's just something as minor as stress, my cycle was pushed back on my wedding day because I was so stressed out that week. Wow, yeah. (laughs) It can be something as small as stress that's going to go away the next day or the next week. Mm -hmm. Or it can be something... Um a little more serious, like low progesterone, high estrogen, luteal phase defect, uh, thyroid disorders, and PCOS. And so um, just from a medical standpoint, as someone who goes to the doctor, not a doctor, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) um, I go to the doctor a lot and it was very eye-opening for me to just randomly ask her like, hey, my temps are really low. And she's like, oh, that's very common with hypothyroidism. And I was like, wow, really? And then when I talked, when I was giving some back history about the heavy, heavy periods I had in high school, she was like, oh, you had high estrogen. You must have had high estrogen. Wow. And I I mean, I, they were more painful than like months worth of them now as an adult. And so there are just, that is something that made me really passionate about using it as a health standpoint and not necessarily for one way or the other in pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, you know, if we are talking about within the marriage context, um, 
I mean, knowing your body is important. Like it, you know, our, most men don't know this stuff. And like, yeah. why, why would they really? <laughs> um, and so I can just imagine like a couple where neither one really knows much about it. And maybe they try for years and years or, you know, whatever. And it's, if you're, if you're not actually timing it correctly, you almost can't count it as trying. Like that's just, wow. you know what I mean? Because yeah, there's that's true. five days in your whole cycle where yeah. you even have a shot of getting pregnant. Right. So if yeah. your husband's on a business trip the same week out of the month, or you know what I mean? Just like any, yeah. you could not, it just, you don't, whatever. Um, so I think even if you just have the knowledge and maybe you're not super gung-ho about maybe trying all the methods, but you just have that knowledge in the back of your mind, mm-hmm. I think that that's invaluable. So in that same light, um, we've been talking a lot about conceiving in pregnancy, using NFP for conceiving. Is NFP just for achieving pregnancy? No. So um, you can use the same methods slightly backwards. There's obviously a little bit more rules if you are trying to avoid pregnancy without the use of birth control. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But having the general knowledge, you could then apply it one way or the other. And I know there's a huge movement of women that I've come across. And even in just even in secular culture, well, people are being are finally becoming aware of the dangers of contraceptives on the female body, Mm -hmm. regardless of moral standards or biblical worldviews. People are seeing like the higher risks of cancer in the body, mm-hmm. um, infertility for an otherwise healthy woman, a whole slew of issues that that people are trying to get off the pill, take out the contraceptives. And there's people that are like, well, now what? Now what do I do in this situation? And I think not being able to have these conversations to to show that like the lord has given us this this body with all of these signs and it's like this is a a um a way that you can avoid putting those harmful chemicals in your body or even um the uh, um if you are convicted if you're a christian which you should be about abortifacients and abortions in the the industry that is a part of that with with reproductive health then people are now starting to learn mm-hmm. oh it's not everything that everybody says it it's been all yeah. this time and so there's a huge wave of people getting away from those things which is encouraging for us as christians to see that um but also now there's this there's a lack of education. So now we have, yeah, Yeah. exactly. And so I think the more we have these conversations with our sisters in Christ and, and teaching our daughters and showing them like, this is the way the Lord has made our bodies, like how beautiful that he's given us these things, then there, there will be more people um, practicing NFP than there will be people that are in this, this, um, confusing middle ground where they're uneducated and they don't know what to do next. Um, Mm -hmm. And that includes for achieving pregnancy, because 
I certainly had no idea how to achieve pregnancy. And, and obviously, like, I'm going to be very upfront that we've said before several times in this pregnancy that fertility is the Lord's and our health is the Lord's. And no matter how long or how well I try to get pregnant, the Lord has not opened my womb and he has not opened many wombs of sisters in Christ that I know, including in the, in the Bible. And so we see that even though there's things that are like taking control of your fertility, taking charge of your fertility, there's, there's a lot of things that are, that are things that we can do for our health that can help us to, to be ready for pregnancy. But ultimately, pregnancy is the Lord's. And that also goes for vice versa, him, him withholding giving you a child or him giving you a child. So let's talk about how, how do we know that this method works? What is the reliability of, of this method? Well, I have five kids. <laughs> I think that that covers it, right? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> With the exception of women suffering from PCOS and um, other disorders that are along those lines, the, the, the female body will um, spike in have a temperature shift after ovulation. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. There are certain rules for different patterns, right? but but it it will happen. If you don't have a shift, you didn't ovulate. Mm, Without ovulation, it's technically not called a period, but uh, most people probably don't even know that. And they would call it a period anyway, but Um, so if you are like following all of the steps together, um, you know, I couldn't actually find any sort of like, you know, statistics, statistic. I know that, um, because the thing with the, so the main sign of ovulation you know in hindsight which is a problem for those that are not trying to get pregnant Mm. the methods used to know ahead of time are like i said if you have pcos or something else that can alter your results yeah and so i wouldn't say this is like you know, 100% effective because like you said, the Lord open and closes the womb anyway. So if it's his will to give you a child, he's going to do it. Yeah. Whether, whether you're using contraceptives or natural family planning. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's, I mean, there's no way to a hundred percent avoid it except for abstaining. Yeah. Right. Even and with NFP. So yeah, we don't want to like make it I'm seem like this sure is the... even with your tubes tied. There's still a Whoa. there's still a chance. Yeah. There's, yeah. There uh-huh. is. Yeah. Um, wow. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure that even now it's a much lower chance than probably this is. But mm. yeah, abstaining really is the only way. Um, a hundred percent. 
Right. But in the marriage context, that uh, would not. is That's not a thing. <laughs> not a thing. Yeah. Right. Right. For a time of prayer and fasting. Yeah. Um, so. So, so yeah, I don't have if, any, if, any statistical facts, but I'm sure if you really needed to know that you could dig into that on the internet and find something or in yes. some of the books that I'll be recommending. Mm, awesome. Uh, might have them, but. So you've mentioned before that there are some people like myself that have um, uh, hormonal disorders. Um, and so for somebody like me, or for another woman that has maybe, um, like you said, different, there's a whole slew of different types of, of issues from hypothyroidism to endometriosis to even just like a, a, a low progesterone or mm-hmm. high estrogen, just even things like that. What, how, what does NFP look like for them in that case? So I don't, I, I'm, Gabby, you would probably know more about that as far as PCOS specifically. Right. But for the other ones um, that I named earlier, flags that you would want to look for would be very low temperatures. Um, not having a spike ever, like I said, that is the only way to prove ovulation happened. So if you're not ovulating ever, now it is um, not rare. Is that what I want to say? It's not abnormal for a woman like once or a couple times in her lifetime to have a cycle where that doesn't happen. Right. But if you are consistently not having a spike and not being able to prove ovulation, that would that would definitely point that something wasn't right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like so said, in in that case, like I know for me, I still practice NFP to achieve pregnancy. There's sometimes where I'm a little bit relaxed about um, trying to conceive. Right now, I am in a relaxed state <laughs> because um, just trying to even just deal with my my health is is a little stressful. <laughs> so having to add on to like really going hard at trying, mm-hmm. um, that's a little bit much for me right now in, in this stage. But there are things that I'm working with my doctor for because of my my PCOS that we are doing to help achieve ovulation, to help to raise my progesterone levels and all the other things to help. So if you are somebody that's listening and you are struggling or you find out through practicing NFP, oh, I think something's up, like the the temperature issues that Shannon was just talking about, then that is a perfect sign to go get your labs done, Mm -hmm. find a good doctor. I highly recommend functional medicine just because it's worked for me, but even just going to your OB and saying, can we get some labs done? Can we talk about what can what can we do to get my body back in balance so I can practice NFP effectively? And that's um, the cool thing about charting or tracking your symptoms at all is either through an app or paper and pen is you can then screenshot that, print it out, yes, bring it to your doctor and be like, you know, here's, up. here's the data. What What tests could you run on me? Yeah. Or what can we talk through that might, uh, that my symptoms might be matching something? Mm-hmm. Right. And it's not just like, I don't know, I have this feeling or yeah. I'm crying and it's not <laughs> right. working. That you actually have some tangible data that you're like, hey, what does this mean? 
Yeah, and unfortunately, a lot of times with women who go to the doctor and they're like, I'm just like not feeling good. Like you said, if you don't have the data and you just go and say, something's not right, like I'm really irregular, or, like I'm in a lot of pain, and yet they're like, oh, it's normal. Yeah, it's normal like, for your body to change and whatever. Yeah, or you yeah. just had a baby, so of course it's not going to be. Or, you know, there's right. a lot of things that they could say unless you have the data right. to show something is wrong. So all the more reason to even start this before, even if you don't suspect anything at all, could be wrong. Um, yeah. To be tracking consistently is just, like you said, good for health. Yeah, and that's why I think temping, especially like, women that are engaged or getting really serious about marriage, knowing if something's up before you get yes. married, like yes. such a blessing instead of, yes, totally. You know what I mean, you mm-hmm. would have time and just a more relaxed environment to try and work on that. Mm-hmm. Um, totally agree. No, ahead of time in the marriage, like, Hey, our chances are really low. Like let's pray through this. Let's get counsel on this. Yeah. Let's be prepared instead of be taken aback. Right. Right. Which, yeah, that, that definitely happened for me because in, in my sense, I was like, the women in my family are so fertile. I'm going to have no problem getting pregnant, you know? And so after a few months I was like, uh Oh, but then a year went by and I was like, something's wrong. (laughs) And so I, looking back, if I had had, if I had the foresight or even just somebody to tell me like, Mm -hmm. Hey, just go, just start tracking some things. And if something doesn't look right, then, cause my, I was already showing horrible symptoms since Mm -hmm. I was a teenager. Yeah. And, but everybody in my family, like all the women in my family are like, well, we've all have heavy periods. Yeah. We're all, yeah. And we all had heavy, long periods. Yeah. So they're like, yours is just like ours. We're all the same. But then I'm like, I don't know. I think something's wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, looking back, I definitely would have benefited. That would have helped. Instead a lot. of having when of course the Lord's hand has been in our in my marriage and has sanctified Ryan and I through this, but that would have really been a benefit to us and to me to know exactly what I was dealing with. So yeah, now that we've talked about that when I was um when I was preparing for this, I was like, you know what? my periods were so light after I had Asher that that was my first sign of having low progesterone. Wow. And I got pregnant so fast with Lila May that luckily my body um, compensates well when I'm pregnant. It's when I'm not pregnant that my body makes almost no progesterone at all. That's crazy. And so I got pregnant and my body just shot up and I was like, oh, it's probably... Now, you know, your cycle changes, you know, whatever the cliche thing is. But then, yeah. then I was diagnosed with low progesterone after I gave birth to her. And yeah. so now in hindsight, I'm like, hey, that wasn't normal. I was I had a feeling it wasn't, but I had no basis for that feeling. Mm, yeah. I just knew how heavy my periods were before. And this was after it. your mm. third child, your third pregnancy. This was my second after Asher the second. Okay. But then I wasn't diagnosed until after my third year. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. So there are a lot of benefits to to practicing this. So I, I'm ready to hear the deets. Let's okay. get into how do we do this? What are the basics? So the um, basic rules 
before kind of the nitty gritty how to's are um, that the first five days of your, so the start of your cycle is the first day that you start your period. That's day one. And the day before you start your period is the last day of the previous cycle. Mm -hmm. So the first five days, bleeding or not, doesn't matter. You're infertile. Um, The only caveat would be if you didn't have a real period and you had spotting or breakthrough bleeding or something that you were just like, oh, it's just my period. Right. And it wasn't actually um, that goes out the out the window that's not a rule because that's not a period um and so if you're doing nfp regularly you will know when you ovulate and therefore you will know when you have your period um so the first time you do this if you think you have irregular periods like i would not count on this rule until you know your body more but overall first five days you're infertile um and then the next rule is the dry day rule. So if you're mm. dry, which means you have no cervical mucus, you are also considered infertile. So if you're dry in the morning, like up until that night, you're, you're considered infertile. Um, and so then the last rule would be once, you can, once you've confirmed ovulation, and we'll get into how to confirm it, but you are infertile the rest of your cycle. And then those rules start over five days, that and that. Um, So the only proven way to confirm ovulation at home is to take your basal body temperature, which is also called BBT. Um, And what BBT means is it's your temperature after you get at least three uh, some sources say four, others say three, so, but I haven't had a problem doing it on three hours of sleep, but you need at least three consecutive hours of sleep within one hour of the same time every day. So it doesn't matter when you go to bed and when you do it, I'm usually nursing a baby when I start tracking. Yeah. And so I temp at 2 a.m. Mm. And I go to bed before 11. So that's at least three hours because that's just usually when my, when I'm ready to start temping again, my baby is sleeping from when I put them down until 2 a.m. And so it has just always worked out that I take it real fast. um, And I get one that records the temp until you use it again. I take it real fast. I don't even look at it, put it down, feed the baby, go back to sleep. And then in the morning, I check it and record it. So as long as you're following the rules, it doesn't matter if you take it at 6 a.m. or 2 a.m. So um, the exact how-to would be to get a thermometer. Um, You can use just any thermometer. Um, I use a BBT thermometer because, like I said, there are... um, flashy things in the thermometer that are a benefit to me. Mm, I have one that has a backlit and it remembers the temp. So if I do want to record it right away, it lights up when it's done. Where did you get, where did you get? I got it on Amazon and I sent Gabby the link. Um, I'm awesome. Sure. It's $19. It's, it's fairly, it's very inexpensive. 
I don't actually care for the ones that have Wi-Fi or Bluetooth that are a thermometer, not like a band or something. Because I didn't have, like mine either when I had a Bluetooth. You one. have to be within a certain range, and I sleep yeah. with my phone on my bedside table, and it would never be close enough. That's weird. The auto sync. And so mm. I was like, this is such, I paid like an extra $15 or something for that. Yeah. So my favorite one is just the cheap one with the backlight that, that saves it. Um, so what you do is, um, you know, you figure out what time you're going to take it. You take it every day and you record it. If you use an app, uh, I definitely recommend an app. Kendara is my favorite app for this. Um, it, we'll make sure to link that too. It asks you all the data. You don't have to like search around for anything. It just asks you in a row what to input and then it makes you a graph. And so what you're looking for on the graph is you're looking for a temperature shift, which means that the temp is 0.2 degrees higher than the last six temperatures. So in a lot of charts, you'll see like it go really high, like right after your period and then low and then maybe high again and then low. And then you'll start to kind of level out. And so you're looking for that spike for the only the last six. And so that doesn't include, you know, some of the first erratic temperatures. And so what that makes is a cover line is you'll count the last six. It makes a cover line. And in your luteal phase, your temp will stay at or above the cover line until you start your period. So to confirm ovulation for sure, you have to make sure that three temperatures in a row stay above the cover line. Mm. Once that's confirmed, you are out of the game that cycle. Uh, there's, there's not another chance. Um, hyper ovulation is pretty rare. Mm, and so right. we're not even going to talk about that, but yeah. No, that's awesome. Really good information. And again, we're going to be linking some some resources that goes even further detail. This mm -hmm. is just like a basic overview. Um, I personally temp with uh, a device called a temp drop that I wear on my arm at night and it automatically gets sent to my phone and I love it so much, but it is very expensive. <laughs> so we had, we had a gift of, of money that was given to us. And so we were able to purchase it with that gift. And so if you are looking for something that's a little less maintenance that you will literally just slip it on, I never have to wake up at any random time. I just sleep through the night and I wake up and it gets sent to my phone. Um, it's a lot easier for me to do it that way. I also have done a regular thermometer and I've also done a Bluetooth thermometer. So I've done all of the different ways. Obviously, the bigger your budget, the, the less hassle temping is. But you can do this again just with a regular thermometer. And can you can you tell us if you prefer um, internal temping or mouth temping? So... I prefer internal. Um, yes. When I started researching, I read that that was the most accurate way. In hindsight, the most accurate way is to always do the same method. Right. <laughs> but as far as um, it is a little more accurate as in it's a little more true to your real temp. So if you are using it as a health thing, 
I would probably suggest internal. Another okay. thing is it's really easy for me to fall back asleep afterwards when I do it internal. And I don't think if it was in my mouth, I would have that same effect. Right. <laughs> you know, I like, get it. You get it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's why I like it. And then I just yeah. wake up and I find the thermometer in my bed and I read it. <laughs> <laughs> I, we're I, getting real here I make this super easy I, I would love a time drop one day because I am super committed to this and I'm going to do this forever but yeah. for right now like I have one and it's right. so it's just second nature to me now and I don't temp when I'm pregnant so I have stopped five times four times I guess technically and the second I start up again, it's like I never stop. Like it's right. just, it's just a habit. habit. Yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome. It's, you know. Okay. Can we move on to cervical mucus? Yes. So now here are, so temperature, uh, temping is the only way to confirm ovulation. But like I said, that's a hindsight knowledge. You want some foresight. You want to either be able to plan mm-hmm. when your best chances are to get pregnant or you want to know the exact rules for trying not to get pregnant. Right. And so cervical mucus is um, probably the easiest method to do that. Um, Obviously it's free. (laughs) It's free. And that's why it's easiest. All of these together would make up your best chance, but this is the easiest and it's the free one. So you can use toilet paper or clean fingers for an internal check. And um, I did link my favorite resource for this because saying this is probably not going to mean much. Right. <laughs> you need a visual. And so there's a blog, yes. Mama Natural. She has a like cartoon drawing of the different types. And it's very, um, you really need to see it to be able to know what you're looking for. Mm. And so I, w- I definitely recommend that blog. So, um, the rundown is kind of dry, sticky, creamy, and clear. And then right. after ovulation, you can have anything and it, it's not, you can't spot check a pregnancy based off of CM. Right. Your, your body could have, you know, dry one cycle and something else the other. It doesn't mean anything after mm-hmm. ovulation that is. So, um, and some women I know can skip kind of maybe some never are dry, some maybe never are creamy, but, um, you always have clear or egg white cervical mucus when you're fertile. So what is, so (laughs) what is, is, is amount something that we need to look for or just the texture and color? I think that amount can vary person to person. Right. Um, I do know that the more you have in your fertile period, the better your chances are. Mm. There are actually supplements that you can take if you want to increase your cervical mucus. um, Because the reason that um, like it helps the sperm stay alive and get to the So the reason you're not fertile when you're dry is because it it can't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so the, the more it changes into like a slippery, if you will, to kind of catapult 
it's what it needs to go. It's what yeah. one of the blogs I read said. But, yeah, oh, that's awesome. I, I thought it was, yeah. Um, the more fertile you are. So like, yeah. as long as you're not dry, there technically is a chance you can get pregnant. Mm-hmm. But that's only because the length that you're going to be in each phase is not a science. Mm, yeah. You can, you can be sticky for two days, one cycle. You know, it, it's not a exact science but once you have egg white you are fertile so um like I said so you you know you have your period you'll sometimes you'll usually be dry and then you'll move on to sticky which isn't fertile either um creamy is usually next and it's semi-fertile it's not quite close to ovulation but it's close enough that depending on how long you stay in the cycle it could get you pregnant. Um, so, and then egg white is really what you're looking for. If you are trying to conceive that is right. the, the more, you know, your general pattern of, Oh, I have it for five days or whatever, the better you can try and time your chances of getting pregnant. Um, something I read a few years ago was that two and three days before ovulation are your highest chances to get pregnant. Hmm. But once I learned my body, that was always something that was in the back of my mind as far as um, timing goes, if, if timing is possible uh, in a cycle. Um, cool. No, this is all really good information. Oh, and um, uh, one thing is, so when you ovulate, you know, that's your egg releasing. And so the egg only stays alive for 24 hours if it's um, not fertilized. So your chances of getting pregnant after ovulation are almost none. They are a very small amount. If you're super fertile, then yeah, it probably can happen. But I would say for the average woman, like don't count on getting that temp spike and then doing it real fast. Right. Um, Yeah. Really going to be disappointing. Mm. cool thank you so much for covering that um can we go and move on to ovulation tests this is something that i personally have done it's not my favorite to do and i probably will never do it again but it's definitely it's definitely an option i was gonna say um they are my favorite only because (laughs) And I really do feel for you, Gabby, because I know that we we have very different fertility journeys. Yeah, yeah. And so I know that women with PCOS likely never get a positive OBK. Yeah. And whereas I do. Right. And I have had a pretty consistent pattern with my um, LH hormone. It stands for luteinizing, but I can't really luteinizing hormone yeah I'm gonna (laughs) do that a lot so it's just LH yeah it's what the OPK is tracking and so I have very clear patterns and numbers where it makes it a little bit fun for me but so this you have to buy it does cost money it's fairly inexpensive if you buy the like hundred packs um on Amazon or probably Walmart wherever um they so the, the hormone spikes 12 to 36 hours before you ovulate. So this is another one of those pre 
Mm. Uh, for you know ahead of time. You know yeah. ahead of time. Um, but these cannot be relied on by themselves. Yeah. Because you can have a rise in LH and then your body can have failed ovulation mm. and your body could try again later. And if you just count mm. that off as, okay, I'm done, you are either going to get pregnant or you are going to not get pregnant when you wanted to get pregnant. Yeah. Mm. Right. And so, um, so this is a good tool to have in addition to the other things that we that we mentioned, but it's not something that you should rely on independently no. as the only thing that you do. They're like, oh, I can pee on a stick. Easy. Yeah. I'll just do well, that every um, month. People really like to just use OPKs and I get it. They can be really fun. There is a little addicting side to it. If you are trying to conceive um, and it's easy. People think yeah. it's easier to pee on a stick or pee in a cup and then dip, dip a stick in. Yeah. Instead of temping. And I'm like, no, I do. T- I temp half asleep. Yeah. Like, I wake up and I'm like, I hope I tempt. Like, I don't yeah. you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Um, I might need so, to pop out because I hear. That's fine. Shannon, I have to. I'm, no, she's going to pop already. out. <laughs> I, so I'm going to let you guys finish. This okay. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry. You got to do what you got to do. So, okay, so we're also going to link those ovulation tests um, that you can get on Amazon because they're really inexpensive and it's a good tool to have. Um, there is another method of NFP that I have heard. I ha- I don't do it myself, but a rhythm tracking. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Yeah, so... I actually had never heard about this until um, until you sent me some notes. Um, but I, so one of my favorite resources is, it's called Taking Charge of Your Fertility. It's a pretty, pretty chunky <laughs> book. I read it in a few days last year because I was, um, I guess it wasn't last year. I guess it was two years ago. I was just wanting to know as much as I could about my body because I had just been diagnosed with some illnesses. And um, anyway, I flew through the book, but I just happened (laughs) to open to the first page. And it says here about the rhythm method is um, much of the fallacy of they're talking about that women have 28 day cycles and ovulate on day 14 Mm -hmm. comes from the dangerously inaccurate rhythm method, which falsely assumes that individual women have cycle lengths that if not precisely 28 days are reliably consistent over time. And so the thing with the rhythm method, it seems that it's a statistical probability prediction using a mathematical formula based on the average of past cycles to predict future fertility. Yeah. So if using that knowledge, if I had to guess what the rhythm um, cycle means would just be like being in tune with your body and seeing, or not even being in tune with your body, I guess, but looking at your past cycles and being like, oh, I always ovulate on day 17. Right. 
So I'll just, you know, either prevent for those five days or we're going to try every other day for those five days. And that's all you do. Right. There's no time being, which I don't even know how you would even know that. I guess, I guess this only goes off of the assumption that you're going to ovulate on day 14, which I would not Every time. Yeah. love any of my kids because I ovulate yeah. on day 17 or 18. Yeah. But and you seven. found that out after using the other parts of NFP that are more reliable. You, f- yes. you, f- you figured that out. Yeah. I only know that because I have tempt for five right. years now. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, yeah, that's crazy. So this would not be a reliable, most women don't have the perfect number yeah. of a cycle. No, so, so this, I, this will not work for the average woman. I did find a statistic on this and it says that this method is only 76% effective at preventing pregnancy. Right. So, so maybe in, in the same coin that it would also not be as effective in achieving pregnancy. Yeah. Cause if I had to guess off of this statistic, I would say that 76% of women have a 28 day cycle. And obviously on day 14. And that's why it's um, effective for those women. Yeah. But the other, I'm not going to do math right now, but the other 24, I guess, percent of us. Yeah. Me <laughs> uh, is. Uh, is. Uh, or SOL. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, my cycles vary from like, yeah, 40 to 80. And it's like, how would this help somebody with any type of health condition? And then also just as you're as you have more, more children, your cycles, like sometimes change. My cycles have changed. At least something has changed every time I have had a child. Yeah, see. So and this would not, not be reliable. For the worse or the better. It's just right. different. Just a change. Yeah, it's exactly. Change. It's neutral. So uh, are there any other fertile signs that are maybe available to us, but they're not as effective or maybe just a little bit more difficult to determine? Yeah, so a, a kind of the the third main, I guess if you're ranking them in order under the future signs would be cervical position. Okay. So the closer you get to ovulation, the more your cervix moves up and back. Um, it gets higher, softer, and more open the closer mm. you get to ovulation. Okay. Um, so the opposite of that would be low, firm, and closed. And that would mean that you are not ovulating or that you possibly already did. Okay. So this method, um, I did use this method the first two times that we were, and I say trying to conceive a little loosely because we don't prevent. And so I, I really, it's not something really my husband and I discuss. It's just knowledge that I use. Yeah. For my own knowledge, really. Yeah. Um, so I don't do it anymore. It's kind of a pain. I honestly, <laughs> I was doing it wrong. The first, when no. I, yeah. The only reason I knew that is because I, um, 
when I was in labor with, or it was the day I went into labor and I happened to just be like, I wonder if I'm close. And I tried to check if I was dilated and I was like, oh, like this isn't what I've been feeling. (laughs) Oh no. And I was like, I can't believe they're like, this is so embarrassing. But like, (laughs) if you read some, and I, I'm pretty sure I linked a blog that goes into it. They say that it kind of feels like the tip of your nose. Interesting. The the tip of your nose is when it's soft and the, and your chin, I think is when it's um, firm. Okay. And um, honestly, it's, um, it's definitely doable. Right. You are really committed to wanting to do all of these in conjunction with another. I would just read up on it and practice and really get a feel for it. Um, I think it was just my, it was just user error that I couldn't (laughs) do it correctly. Um, so it exists. It's, it's not my favorite. Like I said, um, some women get ovulation pains. I would be one of them. So I know when I'm going to ovulate within about a day. Wow. Um, I have a very sharp localized pain on my ovary on the exact side. So I even know which side I'm ovulating from. Wow. Um, so that would not help me in either direction with pregnancy. It's just something I know. I just, you know, so, um, it's not, it's not part of the method. It's just, it it could happen because I know I don't have that. And I don't think anybody in my family has that either. So it could be. I never had it until I had my first, or at least I never noticed it. I can't definitively say because I know I didn't track anything was when I was when I was younger, but it became very apparent a few months after I got my cycle back with him that I was like, why is my cycle so short? Like sure, like it felt like I was gonna start my period, but it's only on the side. Wow. Um, so, so, so if you do have ovulation pains, do you track that too? Yeah, I do. Actually, Kandara has a feature where you can input your own data that you want to track. Cool. So I will often add, did I take my progesterone cream? Yeah. Um, did I have ovulation pains and which side were they on? Um, and that they have ones that you can customize and then they have ones that are built in where you can track things like headaches, insomnia, dizziness, vomiting, nausea, stuff like that. Um, so I, you, I try to use that when I'm pregnant, uh, just so that in hindsight, I can look and see how long I was sick for. Right. Um, but then when I'm trying to conceive or just trying in a phase of just kind of seeing what is going on with my body. Um, I do try and track more personalized health things. Cool. On there. No, that's really good to know. And so we're going to be linking, I know we, we mentioned a lot of different resources today, but we're going to be linking all of them in the show notes on the website. And if 
they if there is a woman that's listening to us that is interested in joining our trying to conceive group how where can they find that so um the group is called be fruitful and multiply reformed in ttc um i think you should be able to link cool um the facebook group um we have reformed in the title because Gabby and I, as well as the other admins are reformed. But if you are a Christian woman who is married and can agree to the group rules of not um, um, talking about um, preventing pregnancy as Gabby right. and I and Katie and Holly come from a conviction where um, that's not something in a typical healthy woman's marriage Mm -hmm. that we would advocate for. So as long as you can check all those boxes that you'll be respectful of the group and that you're married and that you're a woman, uh, we would love to have you. Yes. We have lots of check-ins and encouragement. You can post your ovulation tests. You can post your pregnancy tests. You can ask questions and, and it's a really good supportive place where we can talk about these things and even just getting advice for for how how to get started with natural family planning. This is a really good place to start. There's a lot of women that have been doing this a lot longer than I have. And maybe, I don't know, is there somebody that's been doing NFP longer than you in that group? <laughs> I know. I have a few friends who have been doing it. I guess friends is kind of a loose term. I have a few acquaintances that I know have been doing it longer, but I don't know if they're necessarily in the group, I mean, I'm sure there are people there that have been married for longer than five years. Yeah. That's not, that's no, not it's awesome. You know, super long, but yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Shannon, for all of your insight and your information and just giving us even a place to start. And now we can go and look at all those resources and see what other information we could find. And hopefully this can inspire somebody to get started today. (laughs) I hope so too. Cool. So before we get going today, we have been doing a listener recommendation of the week and you are a listener and you're also our guest. (laughs) So do you have a recommendation for us today? So I have a cleaning company product, cleaning product company that I love. They're called Blue Land. Um, They're a low waste um company so i especially like their dishwasher tablets and their toilet tablets the toilet ones smell like lemon drop or those sour yeah they smell so good that i have cleaned my toilet more (laughs) since i bought them because it's awesome so good and so they come uh you buy a little tin that you read and then they come in a compostable paper recyclable thing that Packaging, you yeah yeah that you dump them in and um and i've been using the dishwasher tablets i think for two years now they only just came out with the toilet cleaner um they I'm also really have- excited about the toilet cleaner i'm gonna yeah, buy it as soon as mine was, runs out yeah i was so excited because seventh generation had started making one but they're sold out everywhere online wow that's crazy so um yeah, they sell um, spray bottle, uh, cleaning stuff, cleaning, hand yeah. soap, 
uh, laundry stuff. I've tried some of them, but those specifically, the dishwasher and the toilet cleaners are absolutely my favorite. Awesome. Thank you so much for the recommendation. I, you've been telling me for a long time to try it. So I'm really excited to try the toilet cleaners because I haven't found one that I like that's in low waste packaging. So yeah. I'm really excited. So blue land, we'll make sure to link that yeah. at the end of our show today. Okay, Shannon, thank you so much for your time and thank you for your dedication in helping manage our Facebook group. And you know, I love you, girl. I love you. Thank you. All right, guys, we'll talk to you guys next week, and I hope you have a good rest of your week. Bye. 